continue with our study. Let's just start to share my screen. But even before that, I just want us to just welcome God here. Just prepare our hearts. You are welcome. Welcome, you are more than welcome, Holy Spirit come and fill this place, you are welcome, you are more than welcome, Jesus, to abide in this temple, to reside in this place, you are welcome, you are more than welcome, Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. We are gathering together to worship at your throne, to exalt the name of Jesus and to worship him alone. He is worthy of our praises, so we lift our voices high. Spirit come, Shanamushirarava, fill this place. Spirit come and fill this place. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. We thank you for a sweet time of fellowship with you. We thank you, Father, for carrying us through this week. We bless you for the encounters. We bless you for the time of refreshing. Father, we ask that even as we gather again this morning to just draw from you once more, that we will lay hold of all that you have in store for us in Jesus' name. We ask that by the grace of God and that in you we would release ourselves to draw. We release ourselves to draw this morning in the name of Jesus. We ask that we'll be wide-eyed and mystified like a child with childlike faith, that we will lay hold on all the kingdom blessings, nor the kingdom principles and kingdom knowledge that you have made available to us in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Good morning, sisters. Okay, so we're starting right now. You're welcome to the feast. Can we see my screen, please? If we can see my screen, please can we just... um. Okay, thank you so much, sister. So you're welcome to the feast. John 7, 37 says, Now on the last and the most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, who dares, trusts him and relies on me. As the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Today I want us to um, let ourselves be 
um, wide-eyed and mystified like a child. We're going to be seeing a lot of pictures, but I don't want us to be distracted. It's to help us move along in this teaching uh, so we can look at it like looking at a Bible story, but we're going to learn a lot um, from this. Now, this picture is the feast. So this was the feast, and the Bible says it was on the last day, and it was the most important day of the feast. Now, Jewish feasts usually last a number of days, some seven days, uh, eight, seven days, a lot of days. And the Bible says here that on the last day was the most important day. And if we know, especially those that, you know, well acquainted with Nigerian parties, the people they call Mugomoya, meaning that you, you didn't really know about the party, but you just decided to just, maybe just saw this, we just branched. So I asked myself, why would Jesus say the last day is the most important day? Meaning that to give allowance for every single person to have access to this. So the last day is the most important day because it doesn't matter at what time you enter the kingdom. As long as you're in the kingdom of God, whether you, since you've been a child or a young adult or a teenager or more recently, as long as you're in the kingdom of God, you have access to the Father's blessing if you believe and that's why he said, he who believes in me. So he had to put that clause. Like if you're thirsty, come and drink. But you have to believe. You have to trust me. You have to rely on me. You have to adhere to me. And from then on, rivers of living water will flow continually from your innermost being. Praise God. And so today our topic is the word became flesh. The word became flesh. And we're looking at the subtopic, the ministry of the word. And when I first got this topic, I was just going to go in line with, uh, you know, the words that we received from God and that word becoming, you know, uh, manifesting in our lives. But God began to um, just show me another dimension of this topic. And I was so excited about it. So um, the word became flesh, the ministry of the word. And so, you know, God just began to make me understand that um, there are times that we do not have full access to everything that he has for us because we do not have that um, that connection okay, that Jesus actually identifies with us, that Jesus actually understands you know, what we are going through. And that if he tells you that he's going to step into a situation, you have to understand that he has the power and the capacity because he has also walked on this earth before. Okay, and that's why I put the, the pictures here. It's just showed God's Jesus ministry. It came for the children, it came for the adults, even the Pharisees. I like that picture. So when I said that to put it because they were looking at him like, well, what are you doing here? And it just showed that, you know, he came for every single person and that it can identify with us. And so the Bible says in Hebrews chapter four, verse fifteen to sixteen, that we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet, he did not sin. Don't let us forget that clause. So let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of our need. So if I need a math tutor, okay, and I go to someone whose major is in math, I have that confidence that when I get here, my problem is going to be solved because I have a foreknowledge that this person can identify with me. This person understands what I'm going through. This person understands the solution. 
because this person has majored in this before. So the Bible is telling us here that Jesus can empathize with our weaknesses because he has gone through everything. He actually walked on earth. Okay, Jesus grew up as a child on earth. Jesus had siblings. Uh, his siblings misunderstood him. Jesus had friends that betrayed him. Jesus understood um, that it's important to pay bills because he paid tax. Um, Jesus needed resources and he got them supernaturally. So there's nothing that we are going through that Jesus cannot identify with. Because he actually came on earth and he was 100% God and 100% man. So God would have us just look at the ministry of the word. And we know that the word is Jesus. And we'll be looking at a few um, parts in the Bible. And so that's why I said it's like we're coming for a bedtime story. But it's morning, so we can just look at it as, you know, Bible, uh, story, devotion. <laughs> so, and I love John. Because if you read the Gospel of John, um, sometimes when I read scripture, I just fall in love with the writers. I just like looking at their point of view. So as I'm reading it, I just see the point of view of this writer. If you look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the way the four of them wrote it was different. It showed their personality, it showed their background. You know, if you read Matthew, Matthew gave a very detailed account. There are things you will see in Mark and Luke that you didn't see in Matthew because Matthew was actually there. You know, he was a disciple of Jesus. Mark was John Mark that was with Paul and then Luke was a doctor you know and Luke was writing a letter to Theophilus so Matthew actually wrote some details you know that you will not see in some of the other gospels so he wrote a very detailed account and there's this movie I was watching in December The Chosen uh, if, if we watch The Chosen you know they actually you know you know, brought out the disciples and their character, and you will see that Matthew was always with a pen, always writing. So that was very, I mean, it made my imagination really think that, okay, that's actually true, because he had all the details. But if you look at John, John started his own gospel, not as an, like, an account of history. He came from a place that you could see that he actually not only, you know, walked on earth with Jesus, but he experienced Jesus. He experienced that ministry. The others did, but, you know, it just shows the heart that John had towards this. And, you know, when we call John the most beloved, you, you could see that if you even look at some of the pictures online, when they put the disciples together, you see that John was the one either beside Jesus or with his head, you know, on his shoulder. So John says here that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Nobody else started their own uh, gospel like this. He, he just started like that. That I have this revelation, you know, that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. So John was saying here that, you know, you see John's accounts, you know, he first started to introduce Jesus and then he talked about John the Baptist, you know, and you see the way he detailed his account, he talked about the signs, the miracles, one by one, you could see the, the, the passion he had there to show that, you know, this man called Jesus actually came from God and we saw him. And, you know, so the next question now is that, how do we experience the word made flesh? How do we experience the word made flesh? So John came again, and I love, you know, the, the letters that John wrote. And I like this first John because he was like, you know, just in case, he was writing this letter to some of the churches, you know, and um, 
where they were false prophets and all that. So it was like he was saying, just in case you didn't understand what I wrote in the gospel, I'm coming here to tell you something. He says, what we are proclaiming to you is the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and we have seen. We saw him with our own eyes. We actually touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. He said, I'm not preaching to you somebody that I've not seen. I'm not, I'm not preaching to you somebody that I've not heard about. He said, this one who is life itself was revealed to us. And we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and he was then revealed to us. We proclaim to you that we ourselves, I love this verse, have actually seen and heard. Like he, was, he kept on saying it. We've seen him. We have heard about this man called Jesus. I don't understand why you guys are not believing this. How can you have false prophets? How can you not love? We actually saw Jesus. We've actually heard about him. He says, so we're proclaiming to you these things so that you may have fellowship with us. So he's saying that I'm telling you these things that we actually saw Jesus. Actually, Jesus was revealed to us so that you can have fellowship with us. So that it's not that when we are talking, to be like, what are these guys talking about? He says, I'm giving you a background um, template. He says, and our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Now, he now says, we are writing this thing so that you may fully share our joy. Have you ever heard, maybe some people say some testimonies, and you're wondering, like, ah, ah, is it not the same Jesus that I said? What's going on? And they're just talking, and it's like, they literally, like, Jesus literally was in that situation with them, and there's so much joy. That's what John was saying here. He says, I'm proclaiming to you someone that when we saw him, we heard about him, so that you can't share our joy fully so that when we start having fellowship we all will be one and if there's somebody that i know had this experience it was the woman at the well you know and that's why that picture is that the woman left her jar beside the well and then she ran back to the village that was the joy that was the joy that she experienced she left her jar and she ran to the village she said come and see she didn't say come and hear about a man she said you have to see this man because when you see him okay he will be revealed to you so you know she had she said you have to see just come and see a man who told me everything i have ever did even though what she had done was not something to be proud about she could not keep calm that is the joy that comes from experiencing the word made flesh that john was trying to explain to us here and so how do we experience the word made flesh number one follow me that is what god is saying follow me now we know this story okay then jesus stood up again and he said to the woman where are your accusers and so this is what jesus is asking us to be where 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 are those who have said you're not enough where are those limiting mindsets didn't even one of them condemn you who are those compared to me? You know, that was what God was asking her. And she said, you know, no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. I don't see you. When I see you, I don't see your sin. When I see you, I don't see your limitations. You know, when I see you, I don't see the accusers. I do not condemn you. But one thing, go 
and sin no more. Go and have those limitations no more. Go and see yourself the way I see you. That is what you should do. And then Jesus called out to them, come. Jesus called out to them and said, come. And he says, follow me and I will show you. So when you follow God, you're not just following him. He is going to show you something. So to experience the word made flesh, you have to follow Jesus. He says, I will show you. The disciples, he says, I will show you how to fish for people. And that's actually the kingdom thing. We're bringing people to the kingdom. That was what, when Jesus left, you know, earth, he said, be my witnesses. You know, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. He said, I will show you. So I will show you how to do kingdom business. You have to follow me. I will show you how to have standards. You have to follow me. And it says that when he called the disciples, they left their nets at once. When you follow Jesus, it is totally, you surrender everything. You don't hold on to the past and say you're holding on to Jesus. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says they left their nets at once and they followed Jesus. Amen. Number two. Okay, number two. Learn from me. So when you follow me, you don't just follow me. Because I'm going to show you something and you have to learn from me. You have to learn from me. We also know this story very popular. So I'm going to read this scripture. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I like the NLT. It says, all scripture is inspired for, by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I'm going to mention that again. Every good work. You know, in this season, we've been talking about how, you know, we're supposed to take from the church we are being equipped to go and take kingdom to the world so that is what jesus is saying here i'm equipping you for every good work i'm equipping you to be a kingdom mother like we're praying on, on wednesday to be a kingdom mother kingdom financier a kingdom banker a kingdom lawyer a kingdom doctor i'm equipping you and what you need to be equipped is the scripture because it corrects you it will teach you i remember the first time i saw a business idea in scripture it was like light i was like oh my god you know light light so in this story jesus and the disciples continued on their way you know in the wives conference um pastor george said something about you know you know when you visit somewhere in a particular place and you just have to um talk about hosting god hosting the presence of god so you go somewhere your friend is in that city you just have to branch you can't just leave so that was how mary and martha went to jesus their family was very close to his heart and the bible says that you know disciples continued and they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home and her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. So when I looked at this scripture, the first thing I was going to say was the usual, you know, Martha was busy and then Mary was listening. But God began to show me that the both of them actually learned from God. But one person understood what was worth being concerned about at that time. And that's why I highlighted a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Jesus is always welcoming. You know, Jesus welcomed everybody. The leper, he touched him first, even before he healed him. You know, you know, 
Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening. So your master was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. Lord, it's not unfair. My sister is just sitting here while I do all the work. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. Mm? You see, learning from me is not that, you know, I mean, you don't have to be so occupied. So there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So what Jesus was telling Martha, that see, when you're following me and when you want to learn from me, take my yoke upon me. In short, be like me. <laughs> be like me. One of my sisters always says that she's going to be forever young. You know, she has been saying that she's very little. And I just look at her like, what, what, what are you saying? So every birthday she's like, I'm forever young. I'm going to be always young, you know. And this scripture just reminds me from that, that what, you know, what she used to say. Take my yoke upon me. Be like me. Learn from me. But I'm gentle and I'm humble at heart. And when you learn the way I do things, you will find rest for your soul. So what you were saying, Mary has found rest for her soul. She's, she's unbothered. You are bothered about all the details. But you have to learn from me. So number one, we've talked about um, follow me. We've talked about, I hope we can still see my screen fully. Talk about follow me. We've talked about um, learn from me. The next one is believe in me. Believe in me. That's the next one. Mm, so I have a question here. How do we follow? Is it the same as accepting him as Lord and Savior? Beautiful. So some people have accepted Jesus as their Savior. They've not accepted him as Lord. Okay, so accepting Jesus as Lord is saying, let me, um, you do things the way I do. I'm Lord over your decisions. I'm Lord over everything that, you know, you're doing. So when he says, follow me, he says, do the way I do things. In the kingdom of God, you can't do things the way they do things in the world. Your ideologies, even the way you read, the way you do exams, the way you do transactions, it's not the same way as what people do it in the world. You have to use the kingdom principles, okay? as a believer so when god was saying follow me it didn't just mean follow me physically it means the way i do things the way i do things and we'll see that shortly um when we uh we look at it when the disciples had to um when the disciples had to heal the, the boy that was sick we jump into the fire and, and the, the father came to jesus and said i, I went to your disciples and they could not cast out this demon and jesus said oh my god you unbelieving generation what is it? How long will I stay with you? And after I healed the boy, they came to him and said, Ah, but Jesus, why couldn't we heal this boy? And he said, It has this type is by prayer and fasting. If they have really followed Jesus, they would have seen because before that time Jesus was coming down from the mountain with Peter, James, and John. You know, they would have seen the pattern, the way he used to get up in the morning. So following him is following the methodology. It's like, you know, you're, you're writing research. You follow his methodology too. So let's carry on. If we have any more questions, we can bring it in the chat box. Thank you so much for that question. So believe in me. So we're continuing with Martha and Mary. So Jesus had come to their house. They had fun. They listened to the gospel. And then their brother died one particular time. So Martha came to Jesus. Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, there are times that even in, in, in our, our work with God, some things happen. It's like, God, wh where are you? We've asked ourselves these questions before. You know, and we're like, God, what's going on? Where are you? What's, what, what's the problem? You know, 
I've been following you and trying to learn from you. But my brother still died. This situation looked like you're not here. But Martha came and said, but even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. You know. And okay, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, yes, he will rise again when everyone else rises at the last stage. See, sometimes some things don't um, happen in our lives because we are unbelieving. Now, unbelief. Sometimes I will pray, oh God, help me with this thing of unbelief. There's a particular city where Jesus could not do anything because of their unbelief. So Jesus had to say, yes, I'm the resurrection, I'm the life. I, I love that you understand that point. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this matter? So he had to, you know, buttress that she is correct. But at that day, Jesus was saying Lazarus will actually rise up that day so the question is in experiencing the word made flesh you have to believe in jesus you have to believe in him that he can turn any situation around it might not be the way you expect it to be but he's going to turn around so he asked martha do you believe this so i'm asking us this morning do you believe this do you believe that that situation will rise again do you believe that even now that situation can rise again because you're following Jesus, because you're learning from Jesus. So he's saying, believe in me. And this was one part in the Bible where Jesus wept. He just showed you the heart he had for Mary and Martha. And specifically in this, in this our, our book, using our story this morning, using women, you know, specifically using the pictures of women. To just show, you know, because we're all women here, but just to show you the heart that Jesus had towards all. This is the ministry of the word we're looking at. This is the Bible that we're learning from. So he asked Martha, do you believe? Because it is only when you believe that you are going to encounter me. So if you do not believe, you're not going to encounter me. You have to believe. You have to believe. So we have here Mary Magdalene. So the Bible says she turned to leave. How many times have we turned to leave that situation? How many times have we just said, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> it's okay. I've tried, I've prayed, I'm done. So the Bible says she turned to leave. But then she saw someone standing there. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. But she did not recognize him. How many times have we turned to leave? Hmm. You know, it was Jesus, but she did not recognize him. Then it says, dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? You see, reading scripture is so interesting. I just feel that, you know, Jesus just loves us so much. And he just has this. And this is what I see when he says, you know, he, he can identify with us. He can identify. He knows our emotions so well. He knows how to, you know, talk to each and every one of us. It's so beautiful. Our, our father, Jesus, our, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. So she turned to leave. If you don't believe in God, this is the stepwise thing. If you don't believe in God, you can't encounter him. Okay? And when an encounter might not be the same way uh, Okwe had this encounter, the same way that Sister Okwe and Sister Comfort will have this encounter. Okay? It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. She thought he was the gardener. She thought he was the gardener. She said, sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him. And one thing I want to note is that your heart has to be 
um, there was something beautiful about Mary Magdalene. I always asked myself, how come she was the first to get to the tomb? You know, the Bible never said it would be a woman that would uh, see Jesus first. It wasn't written like that. You know, how come it was Mary Magdalene? It was the hunger. It was the hunger. I mean, she had, she had been saved from you know, demonic spirits. I mean, she had followed hard after Jesus. She didn't have anything anymore. The others had families. Some went back to, some even went back to fishing. But she didn't have anybody. So usually they would come with the other women to, you know, um, the body, the tomb. They would come with the oils and all the early in the morning. But she was here. She was the first person to get here. Like, okay, well, where's everybody? Let's start what we usually do. Uh, she's nothing. No, sir, if you've taken him away, tell me where you have put him. I will go and get him. You know, just look at her heart. She just had a hunger that I have to see my Lord. I have to see my Lord. You know, there is some wish to sing. Sunday morning, during Easter, Sunday morning, Easter morning, Mary went to see her Lord. She found nothing but empty grace. Hallelujah, Jesus has risen. And we will sing it as children. We will dance so hard because Jesus has risen. And then Jesus said, Mary, when you have an encounter, if you notice, those that encounters, Jesus would always call you your name. And I'm not just talking about your physical name. He knows what is about you that nobody else knows. Have you noticed immediately Jesus said, Mary? The body didn't look like the Jesus she knew, but she knew this was Jesus. She turned and she cried out, Rabboni. Rabboni, there was just something about how the way he called her name. It's just something about the way he called her name. There's something about when Jesus steps into your situation. It's different. It's not the same way everybody will. He says, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go and find my brothers and tell them. When you encounter Jesus, it's because Jesus will want you to go. The encounter is not just for you. It's not just for you, okay? Not just for you. There's a song that says, He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that fall and hears me when I call. You know, your conversation in the secret place. You know, Jesus is so loving that when he, you have an encounter with him, you know, he's going to bring that conversation to you. He will help you to know that this is me. This is me. So she said, Rabboni, teacher. And he says, go and find my brothers. I'm ascending to my father. Then Mary Magdalene found the disciples and she told them again, I have seen the Lord. Like this thing there. I can't say, you was like, see, I've seen the Lord. You know, it's different from I found the Lord. She had found it, but now she had seen him. She had found, so some of us have found God, we're in God, but we need to see God. We need to see the word made flesh. We need to see Jesus. Jesus has to be revealed to us anew. And this happens when, when we, we experience him. We experience him. Then she gave him his message. And there's this, um, you know, scripture, Matthew chapter 25. Then the king will say to those of right hand, come. You who are blessed by my father's world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and invited me to your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And the king would say, I know some of them were not like that, but Jesus, we didn't see you now. We didn't. He says, I tell you the truth. When you did this to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you actually were doing this to me. Okay? So, Really, there are times we've actually met Jesus. <laughs> How many of us have watched the movie called The Encounter? Jesus literally, sometimes, I don't know if it's just a movie, but I'm telling you it can happen. 
literally came just for this man because there were some prayers that been and that's why it's good to pray for your children your children's children his grandmother had prayed jesus had to honor it had to honor it you know so some of us have actually encountered Jesus. Some of us have been praying in our rooms and you just feel a presence with you. You know it's not, it's not a demonic presence. I don't know how many of us have felt that before. You, you feel there's just this sense. You know it's an heavenly presence that is in the room with you. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Just press into it. There's sometimes that you, you can't sleep. Pray. Just get up. God is with you. It might not look like what you expect. I remember there was this situation when I was in my final, I had this exam and we used to have exams back to back in my department. So every day of the week we have exams. So the exam on Friday, very tired, obviously. So I just slept. I didn't know how I slept. So I slept off reading the book. I woke up the next morning and I was pitying myself. I said, hey, I said, God, how did I sleep like this? And you made me sleep like this. So I just brushed things. I just believed and said, okay, God, just help me. And I went to the exam room and can you believe that Everything in that book, nothing came out. There was nothing in that book that came out. So after the exam, <laughs> I got out and everybody was like, ah, what did this lecturer do? What did this lecturer do? And it was when I was going to, and everybody was like, what did you write? What did you write? And my friend asked me, I said, well, I just wrote some things from 400 level, from 300. I just patched everything together and I put it there. And it was after that I was going to my God was now speaking to me that I actually caused you to sleep. I made you sleep. That was an encounter to me. It is because if you did not sleep, you would have not been well rested. Your brain would have not been well rested to remember those things that you wrote. Because the things some of us wrote were things that we have been taught three years ago, two years ago. It says you would not have been well rested. And to me, that was a Jesus encounter. That was an encounter. There's no encounter that 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 is too you know small. You know, there's no encounter, there's too small. Sorry, I'm trying to check the chat box if there's anything. Okay? There's no encounter that, you know, that was an encounter for me. He said, I made you sleep. Ah, I said, wow. So, we've been coming from somewhere. Number one, follow me. Learn from me. Believe in me. Then you would encounter me. And we're talking about the word made flesh. And there is something here I want us to say. Jesus asks, who are you looking for? Okay, what are you expecting? And this reminds me of when Jesus told Elijah to come to the, um, God to let us come to the mountain. And then finally got there and, and God said, why are you here? And he's like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> but you told me to come here. So, so sometimes when you have an encounter with Jesus, they're like, who are you looking for? Do you have the right motive to want an encounter with me? Do you want, do you have the right motive? And finally, Keep your eyes on me. Because even if some of us have come through this road, we're following God steadily, we're learning from him, we're believing in him, we've had encounters. But, you know, sometimes like you, you go back again. You go back again to step one. So how, how, how do we stop this from happening? You keep your eyes on him. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily strips us up. And let us run. So you can see how to keep your eyes on, on Jesus. You strip off every weight that slows you down. You know, especially the sin. That means that there are some other weights. 
like some wrong relationships, some wrong friendships, some uh, jobs that you're not meant to be, some places where you're working and you know it is not purpose, but you're there because the money is good. You know, strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily strips. That means it's so easy. Sometimes sin will just enter and you won't even know. You know, so especially sin to be, be alert. That's what Jesus is saying. Be alert. Don't let your guard down. And let us run with endurance. Glory to God. Let us run with endurance. The race God has set before us. How do we do this? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates our perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Because of you, because he saw you, that you would keep your eyes on him. He saw that one day you would follow him. The 23 people here would follow him and more, would want to learn from him, would have to believe in him and encounter him. So you know what? The joy, you know, it's it, it just the image of, of, of Jesus praying in the garden. You know, when the Bible says that his, his sweat was as like, like blood, it just shows me how there's nothing that you're going through that Jesus cannot identify with. There is nothing. He was going to die. Literally, he was going to die. And for the first time, he was like, God, can this cup just pass over me? At that time, you're like, God, can this just stop? And this just stopped. But at that moment, he kept his eyes on God and he said, Let your will be done. Your will, not mine. Your will, not mine. Because I know that there was a plan. And we're sticking with this plan, the God plan. Praise God. Keep your eyes on me. And also, we've come to the end of our Bible study this morning. But we have some assignments, which are so important. Our memory verse. Please let us meditate on the scripture below and act accordingly. This book of the law shall not depart. I feel this scripture is more of an action thing than just, you know, memorizing it and saying, oh, yes, Jesus meant we should always read the Bible and pray. He says, it shall not depart from your mouth. Every conversation, everything you're doing, this book, I should not, that's what God is saying. I know the Bible is the word of God and the word of God is Jesus. That means Jesus should not depart from your mouth. It should experiencing the word made flesh should not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate, and the way it will not depart from you, the way following Jesus will not depart from you, the way encountering Him, believing in Him, you know, learning from Him will not depart from your mouth. Is that you shall meditate, go over it, meditate, understand, chew it, encounter it, just meditate. The times you just sit down with scripture and you're like, ah ah really like this thing is in the bible like you you see some passages in scripture and and you're wondering what have i been reading you know and it's just so amazing when you just ask god i want to have an encounter even as i read your word you would have it sometimes you will not even know that time has gone you want to even because maybe you have to to uh, maybe get somewhere. You have to even detach. You really want to detach yourself. That you even wow. He says you shall meditate on it day and night, day and night, that you may observe to do. That is the end result. It doesn't just happen. You have to work. 
it must not depart from your mouth. You must meditate on it that you may observe to do. And so you begin to see that, oh, it's not hard for me to say no to this thing because I've meditated on God. It's not hard for me to say no to changing figures at work. It doesn't align with my faith. It doesn't align with Jesus. It doesn't align with experiencing the word. So that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, <laughs> for then, you know, when you're doing research and you put the methodology, because at the results, you will see how you apply the method is always written there. Okay. For then, you will make your way. So please let us meditate on this scripture. And the second one, get a journal. Get a journal. And write letters to Jesus. Uh, I like using write letters to Jesus because, like I said, we're using, um, I write letters to Jesus. Um, but, and I tell teenagers and children to also write letters to Jesus. It helps them to pray better and helps them to understand that Jesus, you know, has this, you know, helps them to understand that he feels what we feel. So get your journal and change it up a little bit. Don't be also uh, stringent, you know, be flexible. Write a letter to Jesus. On the little and the not so little ways. And I put little and not so little ways because no encounter is little actually. But I put it there so that you will know that there is nothing. See, see my testimony I shared, how I slept and it was an encounter. It was to me, it was an encounter, you know. And the little and the not so little ways you have experienced him, the word made flesh. Now it could be nature. Sometimes you just be walking on the road and you see the trees, the green leaves. Enjoy it. Jesus, thank you for the green leaves. Jesus, thank you. I mean, things that children will, you know, just have that, you know, don't be so occupied with our oh, life, fool. <laughs> you know. Enjoy. Enjoy the nature. Enjoy seeing children run barefooted. You know, let, let your heart, Jesus, learn from me. Learn from me. You know, it could be nature. It could be a business idea. You know that you had a template. It could be a word in season. It could be that you had comfort in a particular situation, healing, or even just the joy of God's presence. You know, even just the joy of God's presence. Write it, you know, in your channel, so that from time to time, when you're experiencing, because it happens, it happens from time to time. You know, it's just you read it, and it will stir up your faith. It will stir up your faith. And number three, pray that you will encounter Jesus. You have to want that encounter. You have to want it. You have to just want that encounter. And that when you do, you will recognize that it is him. Oh, there were people in the Bible that their hearts just, God could not just turn away from their heart. It just had to show up. And one of them was Solomon. Solomon did a lot of things that we know we do not want to emulate. But, you know, when he gave that sacrifice to God, ah, God was like, oh, Lord, and he just showed up, what do you want? That was an encounter. What do you want? Just tell me, blank check. He could have asked for many things, this and this, but he says, I want, he, he got to the heart of God. He says, I want wisdom so that I might guide your people aright. I might lead your kingdom. Ah, God was just like, oh, Lord. You know, he was just so overwhelmed that, ah, this is my child. You know, and with that, and the Bible even says that there's nobody that had the wisdom of Solomon. Till today, people are still praying, God, let us have the wisdom. Why is that Solomon? You know, we saw all those things in primary school. Why is that Solomon? <laughs> oh, that's Methuselah. You know, 
pray that you encounter Jesus. You know, even the little things. And that, you know, I was telling somebody, I was telling my mom recently, because of the dust all around, I almost slipped. And I told her that I was just sharing with her that there were some situations in the hostel, like, you know, hostels in, in our country here, may God have mercy, <laughs> you know, in the bathroom, water on the floor. I was telling her that, you know, there are many times that I knew that it was just God that held me up in the bathroom. That there were many times I knew that I was going to sleep because there's always water on the floor, you know, and all those things. I said, I told her that many times I just knew that it was just God. I said, I have no explanation for it. That that was an encounter. So let us begin to pray. To pray in the next few minutes. The name of Jesus that we have encountered. You can omit your mic. Just pray for yourself. Pray for your heart that you will encounter Jesus, that you will encounter Jesus in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself that every day of your life, every moment you would encounter Jesus, that you would encounter Jesus. That you will not not so busy with life like Martha, that you just begin to encounter Jesus. Pray that in your worship to God, God will say, Oh, wow, let's come unto me. As I said about the children, let the children come unto me. But there's the kingdom. Don't stop there. Pray that you have that childlike awe, that you will just want to dance in the presence of God. Even as you go out today in your conversation, you encounter God. Glory to God. God is saying to somebody this morning, let me walk with you. Jesus is saying, let me walk with you. Let me take you step by step. I need to un- untie some things. Let me take you step by step. That is for somebody else. It can be, and like I always say, when you what is given, you can also cling to it. You know, let me take you step by step. Okay? And I literally see Jesus holding us. Let me take you step by step. Let me show you how to do it. A stepwise man. I says, I'm going to untie something, retie something. Alone. You have to, but let me show you. You would have rest. Some of us have been so burdened about many things. But Jesus is saying, I'm coming here today with rest. Can we just receive the rest from God this morning? We receive your rest this morning, Jesus. We receive your rest this morning, God. We receive your rest this morning. Father, help us to follow you. We still pray. Say, Father, help me to follow you. Step by step, you lead me. Help me to follow you. There's a song like that. Help me to follow you. Help me to learn from you. To learn from you, we don't do things that people in the world do. Things. 
The story that is coming to me now is when Jesus had to pay tax. And they wanted to test Jesus and say, Ah, you were telling the disciples, or was it Peter? Doesn't um, your master, doesn't he pay tax? And Jesus asked Peter some questions and he says, Okay, the king, who does he collect tax from? Does he collect it from? Um, the children or from others and Peter said he collected from others right so he said you know what let us pay tax so he told um, Peter go to um, throw your net in and get a fish and collect coin pay my tax and pay yours and I believe that God wants to rest his special hands um, under the finances of some of us here and all of us you know but I feel specifically that he just wants to rest his hand upon our finances. But we have to believe. See, that's the way it works. Whatever you desire, you have to believe things will happen. So I just wanted to key into that. You know, it was how many people had gone to the mouth of a fish to take a coin, you know. But God is the God of abundance. I want you to see him as the God of abundance. I pray that you would encounter the God of abundance in the name of Jesus. Shabara Your ban is full in the name of Jesus. Your field is full in the name of Jesus. Your finances are blessed in the name of Jesus. And you know how to see what those finances in the name of Jesus, the God way, the kingdom way in the name of Jesus. the song that is in my heart right now is this song and it's funny because just this line I remember that says um if anybody asks me who you are, I will sing God of Miracles. It's funny, but that's the only line I remember right now. If anybody asks me who you are, I will sing God of Miracles. So I believe and I strongly believe that God is here today. And a miracle is, I don't want us to get this thing twisted, you know. I say, oh, we're looking for the big, big things. Even just, it, it's a miracle for you to open your Bible. Some people see it as just words, but you see it and it is a light. Like it is light. Some people actually study the Bible in school. Like maybe they study religious studies, but it's just you know to pass an exam. But you open scripture and it's different. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. And even the biggest miracle is turning a sinner into a saint in one moment. That is a miracle. So when God is trying to introduce Himself as a God of miracles, you have to understand Him. Understand Him. So even as all these dimensions are coming up, I just want us to just receive it and just receive it and receive yours. It's a feast. It's a feast. It's a feast. You know, and I was saying this for some of us who are not here in the morning that God said the last and final, the most important. If you 
once you are thirsty, come and drink. So I believe we have thirsty people in the house. So it's saying, come and drink. Key into it. Just key into God. It says continually, rivers of living water will flow. They will just flow. Father, your daughters are thirsty. Your daughters are thirsty. We are ready to drink from you. We are ready to draw joy from the wells of salvation. We are ready to draw wisdom from the wells of salvation. We are ready to draw our healing from the wells of salvation. We are ready because you have provided it. But now we are drawing. And our fetcher is a big one. We are coming with our fetcher. And don't forget, even Jesus said, even if you have faith as small as in mustard seed. You can move mountains. What is that mountain that you see in your life? Just put it before God this morning. Just put it before God this morning. You know, I say, Father, I take your yoke upon me. I'm learning from you. You are humble at heart. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Father. Marie Thank you, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. Thank you because we, we, we don't ever depart from your presence. Help us to acknowledge your presence. Help us to keep you in our mouths. That your word will never depart from our mouths. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to always meditate. So sorry for that background noise. Please just concentrate. Help us to always meditate. Always meditate. Always meditate on you. And Father, help us observe in the name of Jesus to do according to all that is written in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, ma. I just want to say I love you, Lord, for the miracles you've done to set us free. Thank, thank you. If anybody asks me who you are, I will say God of miracles. Thank you so much, ma. Thank you, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We pray that we will encounter you. Father, help us to recognize you just like you did when you called our name. Father, call our name. Oh, Jesus, call my name. Father, call my name. Let me know that it is you. Let me recognize you. I give you the, the praise. I give you the glory. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful morning. We thank you for this encounter because we just had an encounter with you. We thank you, Father, for just coming here to just... You know, just teach us this daughter as a vessel. Thank you for all your daughters that are here. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So sisters, let's go into the weekend and the next week and the week after that and the month after that and the month after that, you know, following after God. Just learn from him. Believe him in every situation and then you would encounter him. And don't forget to keep your eyes on him and even as you set out this morning remember that you daughter of the most high god you know sometimes it just helps you to have this pictorial representation you're the daughter of the most high god he cares about you he's working with you he's working on behalf of his interceding is interceding just for you so have a blessed weekend and know that he that is with you and in you is greater much more greater than he that is in the world. Thank you so much, sisters. God bless you. Over to you, Sister Conquan. Thank you, Kima. Thank you so much for that powerful, um, powerful meal, powerful meal that um, you just gave to us from the Lord. We are greatly blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen.
you know, as you were speaking to two songs and a particular scenario just came to mind. And the first one is, um, I think it's just the, the bridge or the refrain, I don't know, that came. And um, it says, let us all are aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Because it's always there. It's always there. There's always encounters. But it starts from our place of awareness of him being with us, being in us in every situation. And then the second song was the song Sister Tolu posted. It says, why die mystified? May we be just like a child, staring at the beauty of a king. May we never lose your wonder. May we never lose your wonder. Like a child. We come to him like a child because the approach is our father. So we don't come to him like a, like a woman of good <laughs> or but we go as a child because he's our father. And the childlike heart, that is how we are able to um get the depth of what he has for us and um i remember a story it wasn't it wasn't so much of a story it was a real life story of what happened to a young boy in joss how um he had if your faith is as little as mustard seed you can say to the mountain to move and it will move and there was a small mountain <laughs> In his at the backyard of his house, and he went there and he said, They said, If we believe in our heart and if our faith is as little as mustard seed, we tell this mountain to move. So I'm saying, Mountain, move, mountain, move. And he kept saying it every day, every day, every day. And then one day he came back and he didn't find the mountain there again. And um, it was so excited. Oh, the mountain moved. The mountain moved. And um, apparently, it was during that period that the government realized that they wanted to do something at that area. And they needed to take off the mountain. They moved the mountain. And um, it just shows it's a miracle. It, it was a miracle. It doesn't have to be... Um, um, it disappeared just like that. It was a miracle. They came and then took the mountain away to the boy. It is that the mountain moved. And he was excited. You know, I was now thinking, I said for an adult who probably be saying, ah, oh, the government that came, it wasn't God. Somewhere, somewhere in our heart. But it was God. That was the miracle. It was a miracle. So, so when... God shows up in different ways. When God shows up through our parents, when God shows up through our siblings, it's a miracle. 
it's a miracle. It could have used anyone. It could have been in another way. It doesn't have to be an angelic visitation. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We are helped of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, sisters, for um, the powerful time on Wednesday. Thank you for giving to the Lord. The Lord is your reward. The Lord is your reward. And testimonies have started already. You know, one of us shared, sent a screenshot to me um, yesterday on um, Naira Mali saying, what God cannot do does not exist. Naira Mali saying, what God cannot do does not exist on Twitter, I think. That Twitter on Instagram. And uh, we see, it it may just be saying it because everybody is saying it. But we have seen the Lord invading spaces already. We have seen we are seeing the Lord taking over territories of hearts already. Because even Naira Mali is God is is not is not impossible for him to be saved by God. It is not it is not exclusive to what the Lord is doing. Is not the entertainment industry is not exclusive to what the Lord is doing, and the Lord has started already. We see it, we see it, we see it manifesting. Glory to God! So, um, have a blessed weekend. Go into this weekend and um, coming weeks with the consciousness of the presence of the Lord with you. Go into His Word in a place of prayer. Knowing that he is with you, he is with you, he is in you, exposing everything to you and that you have access. You have access to all, all, all that the Lord has planned and prepared for you. You have access to God. You have access to his plans. You have access to his resources. You have access to the resources of God, human resources and capital resources. Capital resources and human resources. You have access. Everything is made available for you. Everything is your father. Everything is made available for you. Whatever project he has committed into our hands, do not think on how to go about it. Do it by faith. You have all the resources necessary for the accomplishment of that project. We are blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen. Thank you so much, Ma. Have a blessed weekend. Bye, sisters.